You know, I work in radio, and one of the things that is so interesting, and honestly a little difficult when you have to deal with it, is dead air. We're going to talk about some dead air today, hopefully make uh, sense of the conversation that we're having here. Welcome to the Where the Wild Things Aren't podcast, and I want to talk about a few things today. I really just want to talk about one topic, um, but I, I do appreciate everyone that tunes into this. That uh, you know, I ask if you listen and it touches you, and and it's something that helps you through something. Share it, not because I want my name out there by any stretch of the imagination. It's nothing about me. I want to just share the gospel in whatever ways that I can. But I would love to have more folks involved in the process of this um, as I've spent the better part of a year and a half now doing these and trying to really talk about these things. But one thing, um, it's devastating in in radio and television is dead air. And I want to talk about that today. I'm not real good at doing this social media thing where I'm like, you know, like, share, and subscribe it's not something that I even care to have. I mean, I don't want a following. I want everyone that knows me to be seeing the Lord in me. So the following is his. It's it's like John the Baptist had his followers. And that's ultimately what I want. But I want to talk about dead air. Um, dead air happens in a number of ways within the radio business. One, if... Uh, something's not timed right, it might go to silence. Uh, a program doesn't run right. A song corrupts on a computer or whatever the case might be. Uh, somebody just not paying attention and missing a cue. Uh, but whatever leads to that dead air, the thing about dead air is that it's devastating in radio. But in our lives, I think we can take a lesson from dead air today and and i want us to take a look at it through the eyes of today's society and that is that see dead air is a bad thing in radio or television or anything like that and in society we've gotten to a place where we consider dead air a bad thing in our lives now what do i mean by dead air well as i described dead air there um in what it means in radio, I want you to think about that translated into a life. And that is so many people in today's day and time are so scared of dead air that they don't have a right relationship with the Lord because of it. What do I mean by that? Well, there's a fear of not being busy enough, not being able to do the things that we want to do and folks sometimes we need that dead air we've talked about sabbaths before we've talked about getting away but i want to look at the life of christ in something that happens over and over and over again in his ministry and that is he went out before the day started or he got away with God. We see those little statements throughout his ministry. In fact, the night that he walked on water, he had sent the disciples ahead and he went up to the mountain to be alone with God. 
Folks, he, he sought those dead air moments in his life to reflect, to spend time with God. And it's in those quiet moments that we find the peace that we're looking for. And it's strange to say it this way, but we are looking for peace in the midst of the busyness. We want everything to fall together in a certain way, a certain pattern, a certain thing. We want all of these things to happen a certain way so that everything looks good for us from the outside. We want to make a good impression with those around us. Folks, we're so wrapped up in trying to impress others that we're losing sight of who we're supposed to be. What I see in the life of Christ through studying, through looking at the scriptures, looking at some of the conversations, is that Jesus had this balance of taking time away and being involved. Jesus understood that we need those dead air moments to get away with God, to speak with God and God alone and and avoid all of the other distractions, the noise, so to speak, so that we can have those moments of reflection, those moments of growth, those moments of seeking him and trusting in him. See, the, the importance of Jesus is that he brought the kingdom of God to this earth. He brought the kingdom here. The kingdom is near and is now here, the words of Jesus. And as we think about that kingdom-mindedness, well, what does it mean, take for us to be a part of the kingdom? What does it take for us to be a part of the kingdom? It starts with a confession of faith. It starts with us saying, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And as we see in Matthew 16, that is something that is revealed by God to us. Because Jesus says human did not reveal this to you. This was not revealed to you by human lips, but by God himself. So this realization and revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, he is the savior that can get us out of this busyness that we are in in life. And when we have that revelation, it comes through sometimes a moment of reflection, a moment of what seems like dead air, a moment where everything seems to be going wrong. Everything seems to be breaking down and we find ourselves in this awkward um, silence, so to speak, where it feels like God's not speaking to us. We feel lost in the way of the world. And, and many times the busyness that we are trying to bring into our lives is to override the silence that we need to hear God. Now, understand what I'm saying by this is that dead air in the human life is not necessarily a bad thing. While it might be in radio and television, it's not a bad thing when it comes to Christ in a relationship with him, because it's in those still moments. How am I talking about that? Well, look at Moses. Moses uh, or not a Moses, Elijah. Pray, Elijah prays to, to see God. He wasn't in the storm. He wasn't in the whirlwind. He wasn't in any of those things. But a still, small, quiet voice in the dead air is when he heard from him. Folks, what we're looking for, what we're looking for is... A moment alone without the distractions of the busyness, without the distractions of the enemy, 
without the distractions of the storms, where we find peace in him. A peace that passes understanding, a peace that no one will understand unless they've experienced it themselves. But we get to a place where we find that dead air. And then after we have that moment where in the midst of the silence, we hear him speak, we, we feel him move us. Those are the moments we continually long for as we go about our walk with him. Now, hear what I'm saying. Jesus got away often. I mean, on the Sabbath, he respected the Sabbath. He went to the synagogue. He did the things he was supposed to do. We see evidence of him time off after a victory. Like I said, when he sent the disciples ahead and he went off to the mountainside himself to pray. And it says in Luke or in Matthew 14, 22 and 23, that when evening came, he was there alone. In other words, he was by himself in the midst of all of this. He spent that time alone. We see him do the same thing before making major decisions. He, in Luke chapter 6, says he went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called the disciples to him and chose 12, who he designated as apostles. He also took time off after pouring himself out in ministry. And, and this is where we seem to get wrapped up and mixed up and miss the point. Is that folks, if we're not spending time alone with dead air, speaking to God and God alone. And, and the reality is, is that that dead air using the radio definition, not dead air in the sense of what's really going on. It's most certainly not dead air because what was the revelation again of Peter that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. God is a living God. He is with us. He is in us through the Holy Spirit. He is active, but it's in those quiet moments we can hear him. It's kind of like when you. I work at an AM station, so the station goes off at dark, but then you can hear in the static and the noise just faintly. Other stations that start to pick up at night. AM is notorious for this. Stations that are larger can pick up at long distances and longer distances in the evenings when it's dark. And, you know, one of the things is like stations from miles away. But you notice when you start to get some of them in, the silence of the, the static goes away. And you can faintly hear them in the background sometimes. You know, and, and it's something kind of like this is when we start to put away the silence of that static in our lives. The static being the, the busyness of the world, the things that are coming against us. But we, we see that Jesus spent time away and, and Jesus did this in vital moments in his life. And I think we too would benefit from taking time away. And getting those dead air moments when life being air is not necessarily what we're looking for. The victories. We get away and we thank God. We give God the glory and we praise him. 
before the decisions in the big days, we go along to God in prayer and we ask him to help us through the day that he would be with us in the midst of the noise, that he would be working with us. But he would always get away to a quiet place, a quiet place without the noise, the dead air to hear God. He took time off when he had enough from people. I mean, in Mark 7, 24, it says Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence a secret. Just his presence in your life is going to be known. Even when you don't want to speak to anyone, when you try to hold it in, the fact of the matter is, is that his presence alone will draw him in. That's part of the process of all of this. But Jesus was weary at times. But he took times off when he was facing intimidating tasks, when he was going through these things that were difficult and he needed to hear from God. He needed to spend time with the Father. And even after the fact, when he needed to celebrate the victory or whatever the case might be, he would take time away to get alone with God, to find the dead air, to enjoy the moment with the Father. Well, how does that translate into our lives today? Well, even in the midst of him being in the mass of the crowd, Luke 22:41, it, it shows when he arrived on the Mount of Olives on the night of his betrayal, he actually drew himself away from the others to be alone, even in their midst. And he knelt down and prayed. He, he withdrew about a stone's throw from them and knelt down and prayed. He was human. Folks, he was human. He wanted things to be God's way, but he also had his thing. He was human, but he was God, but he was the Savior. He was the Messiah. We cannot fathom the mindset of Christ in our lives. But what I want to spend time talking about today and all of this is to simply say this, that he went off alone to pray. What did he do in the times when he was facing those pains, those those moments of fear, those moments of humiliation, whatever it might be that was coming his way? Kind of like what we're seeing in the world today. I mean, if we go back to Genesis chapter 34 and we see what happened when Dinah was attacked um, and, and raped by Shechem. And it says that Jacob responded in peace. Jacob had been through all of these things in his life. And the old Jacob would have responded angrily and taken matters into his own hands. And vengeance would have been played out. And it was played out by his sons, but not at Jacob's instruction. But in the midst of all of this, Jacob reacted in peace. That is what God does in your life. When you withdraw yourself from the circumstance enough to find peace in the moment, you find hope for the moment. Folks, Paul says rejoice always, pray continually in all things, give thanks to God. That is in every circumstance. And I would even add to that to say that Get away with God. That's what Jesus did. Get away with God to rejoice to him about the victories, to pray continually for the things that are coming up and to 
give thanks in whatever circumstance you are facing. Those moments that we get away with God, we can do those things. Jesus himself said, if anyone would come after me, he should deny himself, take up his cross and follow. That denying of yourself puts you alone. It, it, it's putting away the noise of this life. Folks, when we deny ourselves, we put away the noise of this life. We find those dead air moments to be alone with God. Folks, in our Christian walk, dead air is not a bad thing. It is the thing that allows us the opportunity to get past the storms, past the noise, past the dis- the the distractions of this life into a moment of quietness with the one who created us. See, here is where we find a conundrum. Because I spend a whole lot of time alone in my life. I work alone, live alone. Some of the things, you know, and and I'm constantly reminded of myself. Idle idle hands or the devil's or idle minds or the devil's workshop, you know, and, and we think about how we get caught up in those idle moments. Folks, if you take those dead air moments those idle moments in your life and you dedicate them to God, to hearing God, seeing God and reading his word, praying and spending time with him alone. It removes the idleness from the moment. It is filling the dead air with the right attitude at that moment. But it's a quietness that we hear the voice of God speak or that we feel him move when we're when we're not distracted by the things of the world, we are able to remove all the distractions, the music, the sounds, the songs, the noise, whatever it is. See, when, when in radio dead air happens, there's no music, there's no speaking, there's no commercials, there's nothing. It's just silence. It's enough sometimes that after 10 seconds, phones will start ringing and they'll say, hey, did you know you're off the air? Even if you're only off the air for 15 seconds, it feels like an eternity. I mean, just last year, I remember we did a 15-second moment of silence in honor of some officers who had fallen in our community. We did a 15-second moment of silence, and it just felt wrong. It was it was one of those moments where it felt right, but it felt wrong because we weren't supposed to have silent air. But yet, we did. Those moments of silence... When everyone is just, you could hear a pin drop. It's like the moment that Elijah found himself in. See, Elijah, you know, asked to see God and then the storm comes upon him and he wasn't in the storm. A wind blows and he wasn't in the wind. Another storm comes by. I mean, all of these things happen. The fire, all of these things happen and he's not in those things. An earthquake, fire, whatever. Then there's this moment of silence, this awkward moment of silence that then he hears God speak. And it's in those awkward moments of silence that we hear God speak in our lives today, but yet we're still too busy to hear it. Because in those moments when things become awkwardly silent, instead of sitting and listening and spending time with him and praying and whatever, we feel that moment with busyness to try and find the next moment that 
we can hopefully experience God emotionally somehow when we've missed the moment we could have experienced him in. What do I mean by all that? And folks, we, as followers of Christ, should adopt the name Christian. It means to be like Christ. In, in fact, it means to be um, belonging to Christ. Of Christ. It means that we are his. He has chosen us. You know, we, we hear that throughout the scripture. But how do we maintain that relationship? Well, let's compare it to a marriage relationship because ultimately that's what it is. We, the bride of Christ, waiting for the groom to return. But we have access to the groom today. Because we are part of the kingdom. But it, let's look at a marriage relationship. If a family, a marriage to be successful has to have conversation. And if every time the moment that that conversation could happen or the moment that maybe the wife comes to the husband and wants to have the conversation about the circumstances so that they can get on the same page and work and, and the husband never makes himself available or the wife never makes herself available for that conversation. They they even come to a moment of awkward silence in, in a room maybe around dinner time. And they, they're sitting there, they kind of look at each other, and then they start to find something else to do because rather than talk about it, they just want to be busy. Because if you're busy, you don't have to talk. Now with the introduction of cell phones, social media, and all of those things, it's as simple as grabbing a cell phone and pulling it up in front of us because we just can't handle the moment of silence. Or maybe it's turning on the TV and finding something mindless to watch. The best trick that the devil's got for us today is distraction. We've got things to keep us busy, to keep our minds occupied just enough to make enough noise to where we can't hear or feel or see or speak with the Father. Because we're not able to get away and alone with him anymore. But it's in those still small moments that we find that peace that he offers so my encouragement to you today is to embrace that dead air. Embrace those moments. If you win a victory, get away with God. Spend some time alone quietly with him to thank him for what's happened. If you get up in the morning and you awaken early with a big day ahead of you, get up 30 minutes to an hour earlier. Get away quietly with God. Spend some time with him in the morning. Asking him to help you guide through the day. If you find yourself in the midst of a storm or multiple storms, storms upon storms upon storms, wait for the quiet moment at the end in which you can hear the Father speak and guide you. Wait patiently in peace as Jacob did in Genesis 34. Wait for those moments that give you opportunity to speak and hear from the one who knows you best. And it will be in those moments of dead air, so to speak, that we find comfort and the peace that passes understanding and the hope that helps us carry on through the days that are ahead. Folks, we've become so reliant on trying to keep ourselves busy, keep our minds occupied, and, in, and even going so far as 
blaming it on mental illness, blaming it on different things. I'm not saying those things aren't real. They certainly are. But I promise you this. Some of the things that are happening to us today could be avoided just by a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we can have those moments by getting away with him. So I just encourage you today, get away with God. Spend some time alone with him today. Spend time alone with him before the victories. In the midst of your busy life, spend some time away to get re-energized. Spend some time away to make major decisions. If you've spent a lot of time with people sharing the gospel, ministering, doing what he's called you to do, spend some time alone to get away and refresh. Revive yourself through the gospel with him. Take time off when you've had enough of people. It's in those moments when we've had enough that we forget that we don't need to fill those moments with more. When you face something intimidating, whatever it might be, get away with God. Spend a few moments in prayer. Take a little extra time to make sure that you can be glorying in him. Give him the glory today. Rest in him. Know that he will take care of you. We're going to close in prayer. But I encourage you today to get away. Don't let that dead air intimidate you anymore. When you have those moments of silence, use the moment to speak with the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. That Lord, you've given us those moments of silence in our lives that we can learn from you, hear from you, speak with you. God, I pray that we would glorify you in the way that we live. Lord, I pray you would help us to do as Christ did. Help us to get away in those moments to speak with you and spend time alone in a quiet time with you. Show us the importance of those days today. God, we love you. I praise you, Lord, that you have made this an opportunity for us to share with one another. But God, I pray that we would bring glory to your name by sharing the gospel, but also by getting away with you, spending time with you to know the will and the plan and the path that you have before us. Go with us, lead us, and direct us today, Lord. Show us your glory in a mighty way. We pray this in the holy, precious, wonderful name of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, thanks for tuning in with us for the Where the Wild Things Aren't podcast. If you feel so inclined, share, like, subscribe, whatever. But if this helped you, I would ask you to do that solely for the purpose of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. I, I don't make money on these podcasts. I don't even monetize them. And I do it because I feel there's a message he's leaving there. I go back and listen to the podcast because sometimes I don't even know the message that's for me until I hear it the second time. But thank you for joining us today and hope to talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Where the Wild Things Aren't podcast. You can get it on all major 
platforms that are out there. So we thank you for joining us wherever you're listening. If you want to go listen to another on another podcast, uh, feel free. We, we'd love the plays. Share it with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash where the wild things aren't podcast. No apostrophe in there, no spaces. But you can find us on Facebook or just search for the where the wild things aren't podcast on Facebook. Send us a message. Let us know how we can be praying for you. Also, if you just need someone to talk to about the Lord, we'd love to do that as well. We try to get a new episode up every week on Friday. So until next week, enjoy your week in the Lord. Thanks for listening to the Where the Wild Things Aren't podcast.